This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Brandon Ney and Mark Manasso have spent years in the mountains and deserts of Utah looking for treasure and other remnants of past civilizations. They've found what they are certain to be ships buried under the salt flats, and now they're looking for people to help improve. Yeah, the, the mine that's up there, the one that I was looking at the most, I've been underground in it uh, down to the very bottom, 200, really? 240 feet. Uh-huh. Uh, they call it the glory hole. The cave would go in and then it had a very sandy slope that would go down to the treasure room. And then the bear hole was actually put in uh, probably in the early 1900s sometime. Uh, somebody else had found it and they would have rather tunneled to it than to have to pull all that treasure up the slope. Uh, unfortunately, when they got around the the door that was in there and into that room it was a big empty room probably uh my best estimate i mean under headlamps and stuff i would say this room was probably 60 feet wide by 70 feet long and 35 to 40 feet tall and completely empty um, there are some people who actively drive them roads on a regular basis. They're up there searching for any more treasures that are left. Uh, there has been uh, silver and gold bars, and uh, as well as Roman coins found huh. on Hoyt Peak. And, and I myself, uh, I was down about 185-foot level in the glory hole. And I found myself in a position where I was actually had to squeeze around this big boulder. And then when I got on the other side of it, uh, everything I tried, I just couldn't get back around it. I would get hooked on everything. So I actually ended up stripping down and and took some of the clay and rubbed on me. And I slid around the, <laughs> the obstruction after throwing my clothes up there. And right in front of my face was a copper bracelet wow um i showed it to a very well-known explorer and his first exclamation was oh my gosh that's minoan and now the minoan people they were on an island off of the coast of greece and they completely disappeared around 1500 bc and my belief is what had actually happened is there was a volcanic eruption on Manoa that wiped out probably 90% of the island. Well, the Romans, they could see this big plume of smoke and ash out there, so they jump in their ships and they go out there. And honestly, the Minoan people, here comes a ship, everything's just been destroyed, they're going to happily get on that ship to be saved, right? I would. But then... In turn, the Romans take them back and sell them as slaves to the Spanish who brought them here to mine gold. Mm -hmm. And it was a slave bracelet, is what my friend called it. And he did a spectrometer on it and everything else, and he was absolutely positive. So that would make that bracelet about 4,000 years old. Wow. Here in Utah, mining gold. Huh. So, 
you know, it's been happening here for a lot longer than we, I think we even realize. Yeah. Now, Brandon, he's really done a lot of looking into lake levels and I'll yeah. let uh-huh. you take it over, brother. Yeah. Watermarks here. The upper watermark is at 5,300 feet and a mile is uh, 5,780 feet. So, you know, it's right there that maybe that was the, the ice wall that was holding back a great big body of water such as Bonneville. So maybe Bonneville was larger than we thought. And we could sell from here to California, from Canada down into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these ships are, I'm guessing anywhere from 15 to 30,000 years is where I'm kind of going to start the age on because uh, the two watermarks there, the lower watermark is 15,000. The upper one is 30,000. So that tells me like there's our starting numbers. It could be older than that. And if the deluge is true, you know, like the, the flood, mm-hmm. then we were totally uh, surrounded by water. Mm-hmm. And then these Rocky Mountains would have been the first island chains. Mm-hmm. So as the water receded down, Bonneville would have been trapped and there would have been an upper body of water people would have been sailing on. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the old fable, like, don't sail to the edge of the earth or you'll fall off. Think of Washington, Oregon area is like a spillway, basically, for ships. So if you would have sailed all the way to the northwest and there was that mile-high ice wall on an upper body of water you could have sailed off the edge. Hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. You know, there's always a little truth, I think, in some of these, these old uh, fairy tales. So, yeah. So let's back up to the beginning of the ships. Yeah. Will you just talk about like how, I mean, what are the ships? So, so far is what we've been able to find is uh, they're 450 feet long and there's multiple ships. There's one that's 450. There's uh, what looks to be like a great big raft. That's about 1500 feet. And then there's another one that's round, 300 is that the one yeah. 250 to 300 yeah so yeah we've got three vessels within about a mile of each other hmm. so and where are they at uh, out on the salt flats so just they've been locked out there in the salt flats for a long time i'm yep. excited to find out exact years and uh once we get some assistance to get some research kicked off then yeah, yeah. we'll be <laughs> Even even when we ask questions about the area out there and stuff we've, we've always been passed off and i mean we've We've honestly gone through, Brandon has gone through extensive lengths. He's contacted the Air Force, which, of course, in their infinite wisdom, contacted us back with, dude, we don't have ships in the Air Force. You need yeah. to call the Navy. Yeah, so then, then I <laughs> actually know? got kicked over to the the Navy, the Historical Foundation of the Navy. They had no clue, no iota of what it was. Um, I've talked with the state. I've talked with multiple archaeologists now. Uh, the, the plan is is to... Uh, go out there with a private uh, archaeological firm and then do our own research. Um, Basically, we can go out there, do a surface uh, dig, and not dig, excuse me, just a scratch, because, yeah, I guess... It's like six inches. Yep, six inches, I think, roughly, whatever the topsoil is. So we can have them write a report, we can take that to the state, and then do our own um, archaeological discovery. And I'd like to parlay this with like a, a TV series that is like every day that we're out there doing stuff, it's going to write its own. Yeah. Um, I look at some of these shows that have been making it for a lot of years. I can't name exact names, but there's some yeah. that have been out there for like 10 years and they're, and, and they're looking episodes, down a wishing well and that's it. Like I'm like, <laughs> we, we watched one the other day and I was like, I was like, look, that was 93 when that show was made and they're still airing it daily mm-hmm. today uh-huh. and, and it's multiple shows that are like that and yeah. we would really like a reality tv series a that reality just writes TV its own series. like yeah. that's how i'm like, i don't know that's how i envision this is something that is every day we go out yeah. we're gonna find new stuff 
uh, possibly new um, remnants of people. I imagine if something got buried in that fast of a manner, uh, there might be a lot of history still there. So, hmm. Yeah, because as we look at the one ship and, and we look at it from overhead, the way it lays, and I, it looks to me like there was some kind of very large wave. Maybe there was... Uh, and, and I've even theorized that, that this could have been a time when the meteor hit in Arizona. Now that meteor all of a sudden throws all the water up and it sucks all the water out of here. It just and vaporizes. And so these ships are sitting on the ground and then all of a sudden the water comes back, picks them up on the front of the wave and then just crashes them into the seabed. And so they would just break up and tumble. And as I look at them, that's what I emit. Uh, envision or imagine has happened to these ships yeah definitely mm. that's one of the theories that we've gone over is some, uh, it's some, called meteor crater down in arizona yeah. it's you can see like the circumference and it was heading in a northeastern direction so if you can envision a body of water that was from the rocky mountains all the way to uh, california and a meteor strikes that it's going to vaporize the continent and basically where uh, moab is all the sandstone i think that was just sandblasted yeah. When it turned into steam, it was vaporized, pushed everything to the southeast towards Arizona, Texas. You can kind of see that floodplain, actually. If you look right there, you can pull up Meteor Crater. So that tells you if that meteor struck a body of water that was possibly 1,000 feet deep, um, you know, or 2,000 feet, if, you know, depending on where uh, the deep trenches would have been. Yeah. Um, it would everything have vaporized on, and just, yeah. Everything on the up ridges as the water collapses in and blows back into the air is going to And dissipate. think of, so zoom out now. Let me show you real quick. I'll walk over here, give you a little zoom out just a touch. There you go. Look at all this red. So I think the meteor struck and then it created a tidal wave that pushed out to the northwest. Mm. I mean, how many different, yeah. We've been, uh, we've been theorizing now for about... Two and a half years on Two this and one. a half yeah. years now. And, and for reference, they say that Lake Bonneville went away like, what, 15,000 years ago or something? Yes. yes. Yep. And and we're thinking that the size of the ships and now, because each one of these ships have over a dozen mooring stones. And some of these, these stones were drug a half a mile. Uh-huh. And then the ropes snapped, and, and you can see the ropes laying by the stones and everything else. But, I mean, this would be, then, a civilization, like, before any civilizations that we really have records of now, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that's why we've had a hard time with it, too, because generally the mainstream public doesn't see any civilizations before our own. Uh-huh. And it's hard for them to understand that, that the earth, I believe, has been through several resets uh -huh. where a catastrophic event has happened and wiped out almost all of human civilization. Mm -hmm. Even even in uh, theological means, they talk about the deluge or the flood. That was designed to wipe out everybody. But uh, if you're in the Christian faith, Noah. Mm -hmm. um, I had an uh, Indian elder tell me that there were more than one Noah, so don't be fooled. Uh -huh. Another thing that's kind of uh, cool is Nephi and Lehi's story. Yeah. That's out there. You know, we live in Utah. There's Nephi Lehi here. There's a story about a ship that was sailed somewhere. Yep. And went to a promised land. Huh. So there's, exactly. And there's a lot of different... Uh, the promised land is the key term there. And yeah. Because... People, 
Brigham Young came here as the promised land. Uh -huh. um, there was a short period of time where Joseph Smith disappeared. Um, they don't talk about it very much, but I believe he came here. And I honestly have always believed that he was he was shown the Kershanaab where he retrieved the gold plates from for mm -hmm. the Book of Mormon. In other time periods, the Aztecs and the Incans mm -hmm. heading heading northward to a place that they referred to as Aslan. Yeah, if I mean, or, and yeah, and that's... if all of these places just happen to be here, it's it's very understandable because absolutely if, if we were looking at 60 to eighty thousand years ago yep so the jesuits then, were here as well yeah, before the, the spanish so the jesuits were a northern roman greek that was yeah I and mean, they were trading here way before the spanish oh, yeah. were here We've, so if this was I mentioned earlier um, is we if, have found roman coins in yeah, the so as well if, mm. if Aztalan was an ancient island that was out there and then Lake Bonneville just disappeared, the people would have been just distraught, got the hell out yeah. of here. They would have moved down south. I would envision at least, you know, get out of the mud well, hole. Because it would take, I mean, think would, of how long it would take if all of a sudden something that you were sailing on and living on and eating on disappeared. It wasn't salt And you just thought it was overnight. because, you know, something, you know, oh, why did the creator do this? They don't realize that there was a great big ice dam that could have given way and just drained but mm -hmm. so they just assumed oh there's a cataclysm we need to hmm. move down south yeah. okay i can i can buy into you know maybe there are civilizations that are around that you know before mm -hmm. were able to you know they were so destroyed that the remnants of them are gone and then maybe along those lines then these things being down in the salt like maybe it's preserving them is that maybe that's something? exactly yeah because the only thing that's out there is salt they're right. just that's, that's they've it. been and, um, and imagine, if you will, pickled too, in time. It's kind of exactly. how I described it. They've, in time. it they've, <laughs> they've been pickled, and, and now they get covered with silt, fine silts and deposits, and they're completely covered. So as the water disappears, that silt, as we know, and I mean, it can harden as hard as concrete in some hmm. incidences. Hmm. And so, yeah, it, it would definitely encase everything. And, and if nothing else, keep the structure in place. It's about I, 450 long, 75 feet wide. So yep. we're assuming it's anywhere from 30 to 60 feet deep still. Hmm. Yes. Uh, until we get, you know, the permitting and yeah. uh, the funding and the assistance that we need to move forward with this. It'd be nice to just find someone. I've reached out to people like Graham Hancock and Joe Rogan and a lot of famous individuals that are kind of into this. And it's like, it's been complete static, hmm. unfortunately. So I'm doing what I can. I want to kick off a YouTube channel and just do my own thing. Just, you know, film a teaser, basically, teaser reel, and then uh, start shopping this with some networks and see who wants to take this serious because uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of money. I'm two and a half, yeah, about two and a half years now into this. Yeah. So. Yep. And it's and, just and been almost every day just every consumed day. by this, <laughs> looking down different avenues. Like it was a six-month battle just to find an attorney that can even help with this whole entire situation because we're in Utah and we don't have anybody who even knows this law so the first guy i found was in florida the second one was out in seattle and then the third one was, was in seattle as well so it's been like yeah. yeah just trying to find people that even can assist with knowing what the do's and don'ts are on it yeah it's been so crazy these things, they're they're 30 feet underground uh no so the vessel we're assuming so if it's 450 feet long and it's 75 feet wide uh -huh. I'm guessing there's still at least 30 to 60 feet of vessel still buried out there. Mm. So how deep is like the top of it? 
Uh, I think we're just sitting on the deck. On the so we're sitting flush yeah. on the deck, basically, is what we can see. So what we've gone out, we've actually looked. You know, we went out, did a surface uh, visual on it. We know it's there. We've got to get the right team out there now to go with us. That's oh. certified because we're not permitted. We can't do any kind of um, archaeological uh, study whatsoever because uh, it's got to go through and there a certain. Is, there is actual, chains. yeah. There is actual markings out there that we can we can visually see, like from the surface. Oh yeah, you can see it because envision yes. something that was buried out there that's now been surfacing for all these years. You know, oh. it's a non-native substance, so you it's think been it's rising. Oh yeah. Well, and as because as the water moves in and out, it's going to slowly move all that material to a lower part mm. or to the lowest part of the lake because it always will gravitate down, mm. and so. Essentially, eventually, they will they will come to the surface, and things do come to the surface. That's crazy, yeah. And so, have you guys been able to dig at all? <clears throat> no digging, nope. We've no just digging. gone out there, uh, did a surface visual on the area. We do need to uh, find the right people to come out with us. Mm, yeah. uh, like I say, once they do a um, the the research, basically write the report on it, then we can file with the state mm-hmm. and then get a permit to actually be out there and. Be with somebody that's uh, licensed. Yeah. Because in order to do these kind of uh, discoveries, it's either got to be a state, uh, federal, or a private entity that's actually uh, sanctioned with the state. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's been like I say, that's why I wanted to get you know find the attorney so that I knew the do's and don'ts of you know what I can and can't do. So mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't we didn't want to end up in in prison before we could get it yeah. out. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my attorney he explained to me there's a fine line between fame, fortune, and federal prison. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you do when say you you come you find something? I mean, you found stuff. Like, what do you do? How do you know so, like what to do yeah, with it? So technically, you're supposed to leave it there, go report it to someone. Um, yeah. And I feel I, like I'm I went above and beyond that. Like I, I tried to talk yeah. with everyone with the state, the argument. Everyone laughed me off. Even, uh-huh. even I got a report back that we oh, contacted BLM. And, and of course, I contacted him. I know a lot of people in BLM Forest Service. And he literally said that me and Brandon should go see a doctor and have our medication adjusted. <laughs> then, two years later, he's calling me on the phone wanting More to know why they don't know about this important discovery. Huh. And they wanted to be involved. Well, and that's kind of what I mean. It's like, oh, you yeah. know, you discover something, something yeah. that could have huge cultural significance. No, yeah, rewriting history. You have to as like, we know yeah, it. turn that over to the discoverers, or can you go discover something? I that's believe what I mean. that's what I'm working on, and that's why I had to get the attorneys, and I found out yep. that I, because it doesn't actually touch a native body of water, I can't claim this under finder's keeper's law. That uh-huh. was my, I literally like, that's why you and I were supposed to meet how many months ago? But uh-huh. it was like I had yeah. to push all of like anything to do with the media because I had to know before I started filming or talking about this. I didn't want somebody from Florida that does this for a living, you know, is out there finding ships and claiming them to come to Utah and be like, hey, bro, so this is mine now. Right. So I had to go down that avenue. Uh I did everything that I could. Uh, Nothing here. uh, There's nobody that's going to come to the table and say, yes, Bonneville attached to uh, Pacific Ocean. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So uh, that's the problem we ran into. So if you're uh, you know, a hundred miles or so up, up touching surrounding coastal lines, you can claim things. Uh-huh. But if you're this far inland, you're just SOL. So it would just uh-huh. basically, it's going to go to a uh, museum 
yep. is my guess. There's going to be some kind of museum that yep. spe- specializes in discoveries like this that will allow things to be on uh, display. And then th- something that I've envisioned is kind of like a, they use for uh, pools, the outdoor pools that are wintertime. They put a big dome over them. Yep. Doing like an area where you can go in and actually see the archaeological discovery going on and get a visual oh, on yeah. what's going on. You know, do I, some platforms actually, above it so you could look yeah. down upon the actual ship that's coming back into. Oh, yeah. Dude, that'd be yeah. so awesome to just be able to to go and see this and be a part of it. Uh-huh. So I think and this is a discovery. how old it is. Yeah. Right. I know for a fact how old it is. And that's the whole thing too is is the age is it's no out clue. there yeah but there's no other explanation huh uh one one guy he, he tried to explain it to us he told us those were bomb targets oh yeah <laughs> some guy <laughs> bomb targets i'm like what you can't possibly. hardly drive a four-wheeler out there yeah, and he's what like trying to say that they were out there make, making these yeah there's no huge. tactical like, advantage there's no to one... blowing up a pirate ship yeah exactly <laughs> Johnny Depp's out there. Yeah. <laughs> R-I-T. Yeah. Just testing cannons or something. Seriously. Um, but so, we want everybody to know. Uh, this sure. is a discovery for the people. Yeah. It yeah. has to be seen. It has to be talked about. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing, I mean, two and a half years ago, like I was adding myself on these ship hunting areas in Florida and Australia Ooh. and like people just laughing at me like, there's no way you found that there. Uh-huh. And yet if you YouTube ships found... Uh, there's videos all about California area where they talk about ancient ships that have been yeah. like seen when the uh, the gold rush was going on. People are coming across the plains. There were ships talked about, documented. They were never able to make them back to them. Do you mind if I show the pictures? Oh, the yeah. ship, the well, lady yeah, of the, the ship. ship. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah, let's. Well, um, can you kind of just walk me through it? Like, like, what do you see there? Yeah. So the ship is going to be four hundred and fifty feet long, and then just behind it, the bow sprit or the basically the whole front of the the ship, the beam where the sails would have been attached to, has actually been busted off, and you can see the the lines still attached to the front of the ship, kind of trailing off to the backside and all. The the ropes. Can, let's yep. call them ropes because you say lines, people might not oh, know. Oh yeah. So so, the, and if you get a good close up on the bow. You can actually see the shape of the the shackle on the front of the ship right above the lady. And it's, I mean, as you follow the, the wreckage around, you can see everything on it. And that right there is actually the edge yeah, of one of the boats yeah, right so there. You can see the beam as it makes its... Okay. That's the mast right off to the one side of the lady. Okay. Yep. Right there. And now the interesting thing about them masts... The interesting thing about that mast right there is it is 400 feet long uh-huh. and one timber. Now, the yard uh-huh. arms are also 300 feet long and one timber. We can find no seamage in the, in the imaging or anything else. And that's what will also help us kind of date them because, I mean, something that big, like I was it, saying, it, the, like the tree, what is that? The, uh, the one mast in kill Mountain? section was... Uh, what did we figure? That was a thousand feet, right? Yeah. That one shows the width. Yep. Which is, I believe, yep. it's seventy-five feet wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got another one that should. Yep. That's the length, the length right there. Yeah. Four fifty. Hmm. And, and then that, you should see the lady. Yep. So, so there's, there's the, lady. the lady. And she's like one tenth the scale of the ship. You and know, if you, so if the ship was four hundred, four hundred fifty yeah. feet. She's right in that she's wheelhouse 50. of being perfect size for the. Yeah, fifty feet. And if you look right above her head and to the right there a little bit, you can actually still see the shackle. Attached to the ropes on the bow of the ship. Yeah, that's right at the tail end, about 200 feet behind the ship. uh, The other image there. Wow. 
So there's actually, it's like just a boneyard of all sorts of different uh, debris in that area. Wow. That's crazy. Have you done a lot of, I'm guessing you've looked at a lot of regions out there on Google Earth, right? Like you've seen... I've got um, about 42,000 miles in the last three years out in the West Desert. Wow. Yeah, it's not, only, not only Google, but me and Brandon have been on several expeditions, we'll call them, where we have, we have searched out and sought for other places. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, like central Utah. I don't, we haven't been much further than about, yeah, central Utah, but everything's about central Utah and West. It seems yeah. like everything has just been out there just calling our name. Well, just, how much do you see that looks similar to this? And like, I, I think you've heard, you've heard, I think, I, go ahead. I can honestly say, cause I have been treasure hunting for 35 years. I have been in many Spanish mines, many Indian mines, uh, many Indian strip mine sites. And I have never seen anything that even close to the ships i mean it's it's amazing stuff there's a lot of cool symbols as well like geoglyphs i've before i found the ships i was able to find a lot of geoglyphs that were in anywhere from 60 to 600 feet and that's yeah ships and symbols is kind of what we've been going with so far so i'm sure that you have talked to some people who are skeptical about this like what do people try to tell you that this is (laughs) i've heard one guy one guy brandon brandon (laughs) Has been into it online with people several times. Oh, yeah, that's and, when I learned that you'll get days one, for <laughs> one, one guy tried to say that the picture of the lady was oh, what a, he... a close up, yes. a close up of his marble counter. Yes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Another, then what's the other one? He said that I had oh, there's some a, a picture of somewhere like in New Zealand or something. Oh, yeah. that's in New Zealand or some crap, yeah. Because huh? I well, okay, so I took a bow character and like used it in reference as this is what it's similar to. Yeah, and then somebody took the actual picture of a bouse, you know, that I used, and they're like, "Oh, this is BS. This is from here." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, like I'm using this as like in yeah. representation too." And, and that's another thing or, with the with the representation. You know, our ladies on our ships are usually about anywhere from thirteen to eighteen feet long at the longest at max. Yeah, and our girl in the out there is how big? The ladies, forty. Yeah, yeah. 40, forty to forty-five. Feet. Yep. And I've had people, oh, I, what is it called where you see faces? I've been told this a couple of times. I have some kind of, where you look at rocks and see faces oh. or what the, what is that called? It slipped my mind. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> it cracks me up. I can't. I've never been called it. And I look at rocks and see faces all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and yep, even so as know. an explorer too, I was always taught and even my grandpa told me to always watch for the faces in the cliffs and i really never understood what he said but then as i started exploring spanish stuff uh-huh. on the spaniards they were masters of hiding the obvious i'll say huh. because they would they would leave a skull in in plain sight and you would just think it was a natural rock um they would close up mine sites and entrances with some stuff they called kalish and they made it out of the natural rock that was around there, and it would blend right into the right into the cliff. And yeah, you just would, mortar it close. You wouldn't even and know. You would there. never even know it's there yeah, unless you actually know what you're kind of looking for. Wow. You know, uh, which they did. So when they'd come back, they'd pop that cork off the mine and open it back up with their new round of slaves. Huh. 
Yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah, I wish I even knew what to ask to get more into that. I know, well, and so I, many I, rabbit things. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, I think the, the Spanish and the Indians and what went on between them for 400 years is a whole nother cast. Well, yeah, because we don't, we don't appreciate all of this history. In fact, I've always, like I go back east and I'm like, oh, there's so much history here. Because everything here is like 150 years old max. Yep. But there's all that other history yeah. that's like... We weren't talking about it. In fact, the people who were living here talking about it don't tell us about it. No, definitely so, not. Oh, well, yeah, it's hush hush. And, and you want to talk about ancient history, too. Um, I seen a program the other day on TV, and it showed a bunch of artist pictures of the temple being built. And in many of them, in the background or in the foreground of some of them, is the cathedral already fully constructed. Hmm. How did they build this most elaborate building like the cathedral because it's every bit as elaborate as the temple if not more in in my eyes and from what i see from an architecture standpoint Mm -hmm. why was it built or existing first before the temple if they came here to build the temple Hmm. so just and yeah that was an interesting little tidbit that i noticed in the background of uh, several of the pictures as well there was huge grecian i'll call them like pillars that were in the background of some of them pictures. And, and now where did they go to this day? What happened to them if they were actually there? Because I don't think the artists would have drawn them if they weren't there. Yeah. You know, and it, and it makes me wonder because it goes back to civilizations before us once uh-huh. again. That's crazy. It's like a hard thing, I think, in 2023 for people to think about actually discovering things. But you think back to like the dinosaurs being discovered and it was just some woman stumbling on a bone because she was in you know the right place to see it and stuff so i mean in history that's that's how history and science changes all the time right yes absolutely and that's thankfully i've got some archaeologists or archaeologists that i've talked with and the one guy is like extremely into it he just knows he's like man i've told my colleagues this whole time like don't ever get set in the ways and what you're learning right now because there might be a discovery tomorrow that completely blows out of the water your dates change your time so We've got to continually just be ready to change and, uh, yeah. you know, be able to view things as they are. Hmm. Because exactly. as, as proof comes to the surface, we <laughs> we have to take this for what it is. Like, they're truly there. I've yeah. Once we, once we went there, that's when I was just, I yeah. couldn't even quit. Like, I've just I, been... He just and actually pedaled the metal, around man. the lady in the bow <laughs> oh, of the yeah. ship for, and just stood there. Oh, I was just in... And awe. I was absolutely in awe as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that was... Like Brandon was saying, things can change in in just a heartbeat because everything we know to be evident can be changed with our next discovery. And Mm -hmm. it's just that easy. So you've spent all this money on lawyers to kind of figure out exactly how to approach this. Yep. And so the plan is to get some kind of archaeologist involved and sort of... Yes, absolutely. And hopefully a geologist as well. Yep. Um, And really go out there and dig. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan. Because otherwise, we're just guessing. You know, I definitely want to put together the proper team, go out there, do the GPR studies, ground penetrating radar, fly some drones over. We can get almost an exact and probably put together almost a 3D mock-up of what we're looking at before we even try to excavate now. We don't just go out there. We don't have to go out there willy-nilly and just start slicing into things and like pray that you don't destroy something. Like (laughs) we can, which happens all the time. People do. Yeah. It's still, I'm going to throw this in real quick. I was just down looking at Mayan ruins 
And that's exactly what happened is they had no idea what they were digging on and they literally destroyed half the side of one of the temples before they realized that they were actually burrowing. digging up yeah, a and ruin and, into and just and wow. killing it. Wow. Yeah, so, just destroying. But that's, yeah, we want to. We, we want to just be so careful. We want Preserve to pe- it, make sure that the people can see it. Yeah. And just, like I say, I feel like this is just going to, the story's going to write its own. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's already set in motion. <laughs> we can't stop it now. So no. And so we the just, new plan is as you're doing all that, then mm-hmm. let's record it. Oh, 100%. And, and, and make a reality TV series about it. Yeah, you know, so you let's just buy that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, exactly. 100%. Exactly. I feel and like a story that's going to rewrite history as we know it's probably going to be. It and honestly, be pretty... and a lot of people have asked me, well, if, if this, because all my friends know, mm-hmm. you know, all my family knows. And I've been asked dozens of times, well, if this happens, you would you'd probably end up with a lot of money. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to open an animal rescue. All animals, yep. all sizes, shapes. You 100%. know, I'm, I'm nice. hoping to have a lot of money, enough money that I can have on-site uh, veterinarians yeah. and caretakers yeah. 24-7. It's actually a big thing here in Ogden. They just kicked the Wildlife Resource Center out of their building really? down here. And so... Okay. Really super mad about it. So there's yeah. a need for it. There's definitely a there need is. and desire. My thing is also like homelessness and uh, this this fentanyl uh, yeah disaster that's happening, man. Like I've took my old a lot of fentanyl. yeah. A lot of people have been down that road. Uh, a lot of people have been face first in it, and it's just um, yeah. I want to do what I can to just let people know like there's you know no reason to quit. Don't give up. Like. Take the uh, the ambition that you have to go and you know get your fix tomorrow and put that towards finding history. You know that's yeah. that's exactly what I've done and a lot of people that I know that are like, what else do I do? You know I'm just so bored with reality right now because it just seems uh, I, I don't know it's most people are real. getting well. It's or like should I say it's plastic? It's, it's at our fingertips. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's at our fingertips now. Like getting yeah. that excitement button is so easy versus like you and I going out and making a discovery and like actually. Doing something to rewrite history instead of being Climbing. told what you should believe about history. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> See, and so. now we're going to come on and we'll show people history, but still, yeah, get out. Do something, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I want to yep, be proactive and assist people in moving forward. Some people definitely don't uh, care to have any help or assistance, but I know a lot of people are, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be in that position. And if we can assist with that, like, let's do it. Yeah. We need to just get together as a you know, one race and just make it happen. Yeah. So, and just, I've always been a firm believer that if I have way more than I need, I should share. Yeah. Cause there's plenty enough for everybody on the earth. If we all share our excess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's you know, always been enough who... for the needy, just not enough for the greedy. So, yep. uh, and I think this might fit into some uh, stories in this world that I'm not even uh, familiar with yet. Like, yeah. I'm just, I feel like I'm just a messenger on this. It's kind of weird. And I, we talk about this all the time. I'm like, yeah. man, the universe is just talking with me on this. Cause I, I don't know where I come out with this. Some of these ideas, like I'll uh, wake up in the morning and be like, holy cow, I'll have like this weird area and interest and get on Google earth and zoom in and there's something there. And then he'd get a phone call and we'd like be, <laughs> yeah, we'd yeah. be like on the phone for four, hours oh, yeah, at a four time. Hour I'm drive on my out. computer. He's on his computer. And yeah. Look at this area. Oh, yeah. We're trying to like it's... pinpoint different areas of interest symbols, trying to basically decipher what's yeah. going on out there. And then there's gone a... out and checked them out in person too, to actually verify, you know, because you can see an anomaly on Google Earth and and assume what it is. I've drove out to but a lot of shots. But until you until you actually put your feet 
yeah. on that 600-foot turtle. Yeah, that one was There's cool. an amazing thing That's when wild. you see it. Yep, there's some pretty cool you ancient know? symbols that yeah. I can't wait to talk more about. Wow. Yeah, because so Me the ships too. are cool, but the symbols, I like I say, that's just a whole different show. Yeah, that's a whole I think that's a whole different show. because that's <laughs> right. Right. Wow. You sent me some of those. Some of those I know. other things. It's but I'm so I'm curious about this other thing that uh, it's like you, like you guys sound like you've talked to almost everybody you can about it, and so I'm guessing that you talk to maybe a museum or like it seems to me there are people who order those kinds of imaging who would hear mm. this kind of thing and be like, oh, let's do that, let's jump on that. And has it not happened because it like doesn't fit into you know there's a there's a Native American museum but they're like well this isn't Native American that doesn't even fit in well, with what we're saying you know yeah what I mean? and yeah. I think the problem that we've run into and and like I said before it's the the, the time the time it's it doesn't can't fit the, it be doesn't fit the model because of the most. time and and people think we're crazy and Absolutely. and they think we're off the wall and that we're just seeing images and. You know, I've got an email that says the largest thing that was ever discovered was a canoe out west, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I try to report this to him, and they're just like, I'm getting, I'm yeah, just like, exactly. Like, well, I yeah. stood on it, so it's well, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, and, can't get much more real. <laughs> like, I'm gonna paddle this thing home then. <laughs> and and that was the thing too is even BLM thought that they were just gonna go out and stand on a ship out there. Uh-huh. They have never once even thought to recognize that the ground's flat. Everything flat yeah. for miles, and it is so cool when water when the vapors oh, yeah. are coming off. It feels like oh, you're the actually in yeah, a, dude. In a like bowl of water oh. for like and, forty and, minutes. You're just like driving. It feels like you're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and you just all you see are the ripples from the mirage, and you just see islands basically when you're in the middle. Yeah. Huh. When we went to and, it, it was seven. We drove past it seven miles. I thought I was going to drive into a ship just just yeah. sitting on the surface. Really? No. Oh, we drove like all of a sudden we drove and drove and drove and finally like opened our phones up and realized like oh shit like I guess we better pay a little closer attention. Yeah, because we and then once we, we got would, to it and that's parked, what we thought is we would drive actually drive up to a ship. I thought yeah. it would be sitting on yeah. the surface like I would see a ship just chilling there like hey here I am no wow. we like huh see ya seven huh. miles later <laughs> we better make a U turn <laughs> wow just being able to get these ships out <clears throat> excuse me to get these ships out there. And get the information out there and, and open people's eyes to really how long we've been here. Things are definitely predating uh, what these, we say. You know, yeah. it's like these aren't, Christopher these, Columbus who. That's, yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> that's how I feel now. Super gods and aliens and all this other stuff. We're talking about mankind 70, 80, 90,000 years ago. Huh. You know? So you guys are looking for like some kind of partners now like archaeologists people who can yes. help with the imaging technology is that kind Absolutely. of what you're looking for now yeah yes. the gpr yes. studies are i didn't realize how expensive they were going to be um i mean and my my gpr units like 30 said, to sixty thousand is what yeah. they were quoting to just go out and do some fly arounds and it's yeah so yeah. What, we need to find somebody that's willing to assist with uh getting the imagery and then yeah continuing this the research on this well, all right. I, I hope we can spark some interest from the people. We I hope so, this. too. And that's, that's yeah, thanks for the opportunity to come in. To... Yeah, thanks for yeah. coming up. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. I was really excited for this episode and to find a story like this that isn't being told anywhere else. If you know of somebody with a cool local story to tell, please encourage them to reach out to the show. Also... 
I'm really excited to announce our first One Ogden merchandise. We've got t-shirts and koozies for sale. We don't have a website, but just reach out on social media to buy yours today. Have a great week.